everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. As you can probably tell, this is not the voice of Yolanda Williams. Um, I am Kesley Tweed, and I'm going to be your host today. But the good news is Yolanda is in the house, and she is on the air with us. But today we have a very special treat, and that is we are going to be turning the tables, turning the spotlight on Yolanda, putting her in the hot seat. Um, and doing a special feature here on Reiki Radio with Yolanda. So welcome, Yolanda, to your very own show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I have to tell you, I love this concept, and it's funny because I feel like a guest on a show right now. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And point out for everyone, I have no idea what Kesley's going to ask me, so this should be interesting. <laughs> this will be fun. And um, this is – so little insight. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a television host. So Katie Couric was like my idol. And so you're really helping me live out a childhood dream right now. I mean, I like, I did a little journalism for a while, but this is like the highlight because Reiki Radio has changed my life. And that's how I found you. That's how I found Reiki was I heard the podcast and I was like, there's something very special about this woman. And this is someone that I want to learn from and I had no idea what I was saying yes to or what I was getting into, but I just knew, and I was not very intuitive at the time. <laughs> I just knew you were the person. And so I feel that, you know, today I would love to get other, give others the opportunity to learn a little bit more about you and your journey and your story. I know you share it in bits and pieces, but I feel like there's so much more that people probably want to hear as badly as I do. So thanks for agreeing to this. Okay. Thanks for almost making me cry in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the truth. It's all the truth. Um, so you know, and there have been moments on my journey where I thought, I don't know how I'm going to get through this and you've been the person. And so today I'd love to hear more about what your journey has been like and you've helped so many people. And I know there's there's a lot that's brought you to this point. It doesn't just happen where suddenly you're at this, you know, amazing ability to hold space for other people. There's a lot of work that goes in to get to that space. And yeah. that's a little bit about what I'd like to kind of get into today. Okay. So, so thank you. No, thank you. I'm ready. Let's dive in. So Instead of just asking you like what you do, I want to frame this a little bit differently because I know people kind of hear bits and pieces. They know you do Reiki, but you do so much more than that. And so one of my favorite quotes is be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. What is the change that you want to see in the world, Yolanda? Like what is, what is the work that you do? What is really at the heart of that? You know, it's funny. I think about this all the time. Um, my grandmother was really religious and she used to um, always tell me like these Bible stories and that, you know, like one day the world was going to be like this beautiful place. And so at, since a very young age, I always had this dream of earth being this beautiful, wonderful place where everyone got along and like just everyone, you know, shared with their neighbors this beautiful thing. Um, and now, I mean, you know, it went through some stages of life where I really didn't think much about that. I was just living and totally absorbed in my daily routines and partying. Um, and then what I started in this, 
I mean, I guess where I am now, I just hope at the very least we get some basic respect for one another. Um, I wish for all of us at this point that we start to see, like genuinely see the divine in ourselves and each other so that we will stop hating each other for no reason, killing each other, like all of these things that we do that cause division and hurt and um, just throwing like anger and upset back and forth for what? So yeah, so my, I mean, my genuine wish for all of us at this point is just to like wake up to what we're doing and start being better to each other. Wow, that's beautiful. And I mean, I hear you say that a lot, like wake up or mm -hmm. unlayering or cracking open. And I think that's what I appreciate so much about the work that you do is you help us see like the impact that we can make in the world just by changing ourselves. Yeah. And you use that term like waking up or cracking open. Like what does that mean to you in general? But what has that meant for you personally on your journey? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a really good question because, you know, I, a lot of times, especially when I first started in this work, um, I would hear people talk about ascension mm -hmm. and, you know, like moving through these layers of awareness. And it almost sounded like people thought that it could only happen if they weren't in form or, you know, they were going to get some like angelic wings. I don't know what was going on, but it was, it just sounded really odd. I didn't understand. But what I did start to notice was I became very aware of myself in ways that I had never been. I was oblivious to myself, really. I mean, I was just caught in my routine and my habits. And I hadn't, prior to doing this work, really acknowledged why my behaviors were what they were and why my stories were what they were and what my fears were and how I was functioning and what I was operating from. So it all started initially with this layer of just self-observation, just looking at myself like, holy crap, like <laughs> is all this stuff you've been holding on to since forever that you never even looked at, considered all of these old feelings and emotions that you never processed, but are still behaving from. Um, so it was a lot of that, which was shocking. And then it was the choice of, well, what am I going to do about it? Am I still going to use these aspects of me as like excuses to continue to behave in these ways? Am I going to um, really put an effort to do things differently? Am I going to just relax into like, oh, this is just who I am, <laughs> you know? Or am I really going to like challenge myself to step out of my ego in disagreement, step out of my ego and all kinds of things? So waking up to me has been this process of um, accountability and responsibility and ownership and like being really honest with me where I am at any given stage in this process of understanding myself and seeing the world around me differently. And it's, as you're saying that, like, and we talk about this now and you've been through it and you've had these moments where you face the fears, you've had those eye-opening experiences and we kind of get through it and it's, I guess like they say having a baby is you sort of like forget <laughs> about what the process is like and then you get through it and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. And I hear you speaking about it, but going through it is so much different, right? Like you've seen me at my breaking points. Yes. 
for me and some of the newbies out there who are newer to this journey, like, can you share some hope? Like, what did that really feel? Because we look at you now and you're so composed and so calm and you're like, yeah, it was hard, but here's what I learned. <laughs> I really like Yolanda. Like, did you have those days too where you feel like you're falling apart? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had days where I literally was like crying just like hysterical, you know, screaming at, I mean, like literally I'd be in my apartment screaming at the universe. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? Like, seriously, there were days where I was upset because I felt like I was putting in effort and it was very hard. And I wasn't feeling like all shiny and sparkly and spiritual or what I thought that meant. So there were so many times where I was in upset and frustration Um, and there were a lot of times too, where further along when I started teaching and having clients and working with other people where I would have people come to me and hold space for them. And they would be like, Oh my gosh, you helped me so much. Thank you. And then they leave and I'm like, great, but I still feel like crap. Like what's going on with my life? You know what I mean? So it was very hard. And like, I, I didn't understand it at first, but there was a lot of my own stuff I still wasn't dealing with and I was still in resistance about and I was still wanting immediate gratification and I didn't want to work through the layers. I wanted to just be like, hey, universe, I'm here. I said, I'm going to be helping people. So where's my gold star? But it was like, no, yeah, you still have a lot of your own crap to work through. So it took a while of like tug of war and being at odds with myself and not understanding why I was having difficulty because I thought if I was showing up to help other people, surely I was being like this spiritual, wonderful person, but I didn't realize the impact and implication of not doing that same um, work on myself. So once I finally kind of surrendered to that and was like, okay, uh, I guess there's a lot for me to still do over here. That's when I finally um, started experiencing all of this differently. And so one thing I would say with that too, Kesley, is our understanding of this changes along the way. Mm -hmm. So even like you asked me at this, like at the beginning, um, you mentioned be the change you want to see or what does uh, wake up mean to me? What, if you would have asked me this, you know, Five years ago, I might have said the same thing, but I would have understood it differently than I understand it now. And then five years from now, you know, I may say the same exact thing, but there'll be an aspect of me that understands it much differently than I understand today. So just so people know as well, no, it doesn't all of a sudden become like sunshine and rainbows. You just understand more. So then you're not as upset about what you're going through because you get it. Right. So you mentioned like different layers too. And I think a lot of us, at least in my experience, there's sort of like these reoccurring themes that, you know, and I'm really into astrology. So I kind of see like, we're all here sort of to learn and experience something differently or something different. And we all have these reoccurring themes or like our kind of key pivotal challenges that we face. So Thing or has there been something that's been sort of a reoccurring theme in your journey that you're like, yeah, this is the one I've been wrestling with? Yeah, so two. The first one that was very apparent to me was um, criticism. Because mm-hmm. I've always been very like, on one hand, I always consider myself very open-minded and very, you know, I am. But if something didn't make sense to me, 
it would bother me to no end. Like if it didn't it's make logical sense, I know, I, I know. Out, right? <laughs> My Aquarian nature. Yeah. If I couldn't make sense of it, it would aggravate me. And so say for example, if going back to like what we're seeing in the world, right? Say someone was being hateful towards another person. I would be so angry and irritated at the idea. Like how could you be so angry at someone you don't know you know nothing about them. This is so stupid. I'd be 100% of my own judgment and criticism. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I look at that and I have the consideration of this person. I have no idea what their story is. I don't know what caused them to believe what they believe. I don't know why they're afraid of who they hate. I don't know. You know, so it, I've learned in a lot of ways to step out of my immediate judgment and really hold the space of I don't know them as much as they don't know the person that they're in, um, you know, fear of or hate of or whatever. So there's more of this neutral thing that has happened in relation to my criticism of things. I'm going to there for a second because, mm -hmm. you know, like we want to believe that you just sit in a meditation and you're like, oh, this is what I'm doing wrong. But it doesn't usually happen that way. Like usually yeah. we learn things the hard way. Yeah. So <laughs> do you remember, like, was there a specific trigger that you thought, oh, I need to wake up. Like I need to do this differently. Um, let's see. Or did it happen in an, in a moment in a meditation where something, a message just came through. There was a, a period where I went through where I was really questioning if this was really my path. Mm. And, you know, it was like, you know, anyone who knows that does work for themselves and you, put you invest a lot into your job into your work into your business and there was this period where I had you know been laid off from my corporate job and I was investing entirely not just in my business but just in taking classes and whatever you know everything that comes with this learning and expanding into this and Again, I had that expectation of like, oh, if I'm doing the right thing, then everything's going to just be great. And now hindsight, looking back, yeah, everything worked out and everything really did was great. But in the moment of being in that space, I was 100 percent. Oh, it's okay. I was 100 percent in my fear, like terrified, questioning in my doubt, like, what am I doing? Maybe I need to go back to corporate. This is some BS. But there was also that part of me that was like, I really feel called almost like obligated in some ways. Honestly, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so that was a really scary, challenging time for me. And every time I really thought I was going to throw in the towel, I would get an email from someone like immediately that was like, thank you for your last podcast or thank you for your last newsletter. Like something that would snap me out of whatever it was I was going through. Well, this is clearly work that you're meant to do. Like that is so apparent. And from so many, I know I'm not alone in saying like, God, I'm glad that you stayed. <laughs> so I think you were going to share a second sort of lesson that you learned. What was that one? Yeah, I was thinking about, um, in relation to what you said, I, I, there was two things that happened this year, actually, that are, you know, more recent that I can think of. I had this experience of seeing um, this person on Facebook saying something very racial and like threatening towards black people. 
And my initial response was basically they said they wanted, they were going hunting for them and they had in their video like guns and everything. And so my initial reaction was, you know, all of that, you know, what I told you before, like anger, fear, upset. Oh my God. Like every emotion that you could think of, like rolled up in one giant ball. I was having them all simultaneously. And then um, I had tears coming out of my eyes. Like what the? F is wrong with people. Like that's literally what came out of my mouth. Like what is wrong? Like, Oh, and then it was like this clarity started to come over me. Like, well, how are you seeing this person? You know, you say you want to see the divine in all things. You say, this is the work you want to do. You want to understand all of the spirituality and who and what you are. And it was like, it was this knowing in my mind of if you can't in this moment, see this person, the divine in this person, what are you doing? I was like, right. shit. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I'm literally like there, my like crying, just sitting in this like meditative state. And I'm envisioning this person in my mind's eye, seeing the person that was in this video. And I'm trying to see the divine in them. And the first things that came up were my judgment of them, my triggers, my upset, my all of this. And then I had this um thing wash over me of, I don't know their story. Like, I don't know how this person grew up. They may have been fed all kinds of hate. Maybe they've never interacted with anyone of other ethnicities. And maybe they like, who knows? I don't know anything about this person. So beyond their stories, beyond their points of view, beyond, 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 see the divine in them. Underneath the shell of their body, their persona, their ideas, their beliefs, they are at their truest essence, the exact same thing as me. So I, it took a while, but I finally was able to tap into seeing and feeling that. And then I cried again because I had never had a feeling of such connection before. And it was crazy given the situation. I mean, I was just like in awe and couldn't believe that I was able to achieve that so that yeah. was one <laughs> that's remarkable I mean it really is to move through all of those emotions and come to a place of acceptance and compassion and seeing someone in their divine light yeah that's wow <laughs> yeah so that's part of the work for me because you know there's that part of me like you know like other aspects of me that are, of course, would be like, you have every right to dislike this person or to, you know, think or criticize whatever, but that's in contradiction to the work that I'm doing on myself. So that's where this, this tug of war remains throughout this process. We're constantly brought into this awareness of the choice we have of how we're going to handle things. How are we going to show up? How are we going to perceive things? Who are we going to be in these situations? And it's, I mean, it's our choice. And we're constantly having to make these choices day in and day out. So, yeah. The thing that, that's actually been coming up for me the last couple of days, and that is this idea of judgment versus discernment. Like mm -hmm. there are things in the world that happen that are heartbreaking. Yeah. There in the world that does not need to be there right and you know from your perspective you see this I'm sure and you're like me you're like this is not okay yeah 
how, from a spiritual perspective or someone who's doing this work to be accepting and, and see the divine and love all people, how do we take a stand for those things that we see in the world that just don't feel right or don't seem right, but yet love and see the divine in people? Yeah, so there's two things. One, it, it helps when we don't assume to know and understand everything. So I mean, like a lot of this work will humble you. <laughs> like, like we don't know anything. And so a lot of times too, when I look out at other people and what they may be doing and the choices they make, I always have to remind myself that I don't know. I personally don't know what their soul came to learn. I don't know what they're working out. I don't know what they're trying to understand on a soul level. I don't know any of it. So who am I to judge, you know? But the thing is, is when we see things that are um, uh, devastating and hurtful and harmful, I think when we stay in our integrity and say like, no, I'm not in agreement with this. And yes, we have emotions. Like if I see something, I still will be upset or like maybe anger or something comes up, but it's like, but what do I do with that? Right. Do I take that anger and project it out? Like a mad woman where I like want to go and you know beat a car with a bat like really what is that going to do at the end of the day it's really not serving anybody and will get me in a lot of trouble you know so it's like if I'm in upset with what I'm seeing and injustice and all of these things I can channel that in a way that's going to be more supportive of like making change one by trying to remember and recognize the divine in all that is involved because the energy hold we hold in our projections are influencing everything. Um, that's one. But then also, what can you do about it in a way that will be more supportive and positive? It always makes me think of, um, I think of uh, different activists and like, I don't know, Martin Luther King always pops to mind. And I think of how powerful his messages were and how uplifting he was and how he encouraged and inspired so many people to stand up for what they believed in but there was nothing violent about the way he did it you know what I mean so I think a lot of times we confuse and think that we have to be uh, violent in our expression of feeling or anger and upset when there are ways of getting things done that would be more effective right well, and something else that's coming up, Yolanda, that I've really appreciated about your approach is that, you know, just because you're now in a teacher role and you're, you have a podcast, like the work for you continues. And I feel like, like you're still focused on this is my path. I need to you know, make sure that I'm doing the work on myself. And that's what I really appreciated about learning Reiki from you was that, you know, you told us, you taught us how to work on the energy of other people, how to help other people, but you kept bringing it back to the real commitment here is to your journey. And I know it kind of feels like that's a way that we can make a change in the world is by all working on ourselves and always turning that mirror back around and saying, what can I learn from this? How can I be different? How can I look at this differently? Totally. And it's constant. And I think that's another thing that's frustrating in the beginning because we'll feel like we noticed something that came up for us that was challenging, right? Like maybe I'm like, oh, my ego comes up in relationship. And then I, I think like, oh, I've worked on that. I've, I've got that all under wraps. And then something else will come up again. And I'm like, crap. And then I'm so mad because I thought I had it figured out. Like, no, that's where the whole layering comes. And that reminds me of the other thing I was going to tell you that was more recent. Um, 
I always joke or not joke. It's like a reminder to myself when I am being triggered, I say, I need Buddha in my mouth or I need to get Buddha in my head. I need Buddha in my heart. I need Buddha all over the place. And it's just a, like a way for me, a lighthearted way for me to say, check yourself in like what you're projecting and how you're perceiving. And so, um, for the most part, I'm really good at doing that. Like I may be upset in a moment, but then I am processing internally or I reel myself back into that, you know, consideration of what I'm doing or why. But the other day I was talking to a friend and I realized that in that friendship, we have a, um, a pattern of just like, you know, like girlfriends, like talking shit, like anything, like just like there is no Buddha in my mouth, you know? And it dawned on me just the other day talking to her. And I told her this, I was like, you know what? Our relationship has to, something has to give or change or shift. Like I have to, because I can't out in the rest of my life be in my practice. And then when I get on the phone with you, just be like, ah, practice, smackdish, yeah. <laughs> like just, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> thinking though like Yolanda that's one of the other things I, I've loved about just getting to know you like being in San Diego and coming and hanging out and like you're so real like you do like you have this way of like seeing the big picture and seeing the spiritual path but it's not it's in a way that's very grounded and very real and very like well this is really how it is and this is really how I'm feeling today yeah. and I, I don't know where I'm going with that other than like I just I I love that like the, when we talk about spirituality or our path or whatever, like it doesn't have to be this Buddha meditating at every moment of our lives. Like it's, it's just real, right? It's life. Yeah. And that's the so, whole thing is it's our life. And that's the, like actually one of the biggest messages I hope people get throughout these podcasts is your practice is how you show up in your life. Period. Mm -hmm. I mean, Yes, we have these tools like Reiki, for example, I love because it brings you into this awareness of your energetic beingness and that, you know, like it makes you look at yourself and life in a new way. I love meditation for like the experiences of that and the groundedness, the connectedness, all of this. But my practice is how I show up in my life, Right. how I treat the person at the store. It's how I talk with my friends. It's how I hold space for it. it's every single thing I do. I'm in constant choice of if I am in the practice of mm, trying to be an expression of all of these things I've learned or if I'm going to cling to my old ways of being. Right. Ooh. And that's actually like, I hear you. The practice is how we live our lives. But mm -hmm. in terms of like what you do every day? Like, what is your spiritual practice? Like, do you meditate every day? Do you do Reiki on yourself? Like what keeps Yolanda grounded and balanced and yeah, able to hold space for people? My day goes a lot better um, when I meditate in the morning. So um, unless there's something like off with my day, I meditate every morning. And in my meditation, I connect with, I guess what people would identify as like doing self-healing or like Reiki work, but I'm, I'm just connecting to um, the higher aspects of my own energy, essentially. And I am setting intentions to allow that higher frequency of light to balance me in any ways that I may need today in this moment and to 
um, allow myself to show up in service and whatever may be the most useful way today. Like, you know, so I, I meditate with not trying to clear my mind as much as um, really being clear and grounded in my body, setting intentions for how I want to show up in the world. And then I'll have a moment of like silence and just, you know, meditation. Um, and then I do my work, but I meditate throughout the day. Um, sometimes I will have like short little mini meditations throughout the day. If I feel like something threw me off or I just need to recenter, I need to refocus. But another thing I always tell people too, that I love about meditation is it, it goes with you in action. So, you know, in the actual sitting meditation, you are practicing managing your mind, directing the mind, breathing, relaxing the body, managing your whole entire system, mm -hmm. which is so useful when you are interacting with people and you may be triggered and having those tools and awareness to go like, Ooh, whoa, I feel something going on with me. Take a breath, relax. <laughs> Let me clear my mind. Let me direct my thoughts. So all of these tools too, they play out throughout your day. Um, the Reiki principles, if I'm driving and someone cuts me off, I say, just for today, I'm free from anger. Like, I use all of these tools infused throughout the day, I guess is the easiest way to say. So what you just said about managing your field mm -hmm. helped recall a conversation we had not too long ago. And we were talking about the importance of staying in your body, managing your field, all the different methods and things and opportunities that are out there that are kind of taking us out of our bodies looking for spiritual experiences. Could you yeah. just talk a little bit about that? Like why that's so important and um, what people can do to make sure they're not sort of losing themselves in their pursuit of this higher realm or ascension or whatever you might call it. Yeah. Well, on a very base level, I think it's one of the reasons why energy work and energy healing are so um I feel so passionate about teaching and sharing with other people is just because of that self-management, like at a very foundational level, because we are a feeling and affected by everything around us. You know, I always use the very basic example of you walk into a room and you can feel the tension in the room or you're really happy. Someone comes to you, they're upset. Then all of a sudden your mood shifts. We are constantly being manipulated by and like, tugged around and our feelings are like up and down like these freaking roller coasters because of everything we're exposed to throughout the day the news is going to send you into upset you know your kids may drive you freaking crazy then you have work like all of these different things that all have their own energies and if you are not managing yours you're just taking all of this stuff in and then you're like overwhelmed and you feel like a nut bag and then everybody thinks something's wrong with you right and so when we do start to learn how to just recognize what do just i feel like forget everyone else what do i feel like what is it like being in my own field just me you then start to recognize oh that's someone else's energy oh i feel someone coming oh i see they're upset but you are also consciously aware of the choice that you have and to observe it without taking it on as your own because of things like meditation and managing the mind and being grounded in the body. You are so anchored into yourself 
that you are not afraid of being overpowered by someone else's energy. You start to feel so like mm, sturdy in your being that you feel safe in your body. You feel safe in your energy to where you, it just, the best way I could describe it is like all of these things help you to stop being so in fear of life and take us out of like feeling that we're victims to life in a lot of ways and really show us the part that we play and how we could actually contribute by staying lifted in our own field because then we help to show others even without speaking that they too can lift. Did I answer your question? Oh, sorry. Totally. You totally did. Actually, Yolanda, like, I'm really proud of us. Two Aquarians on a podcast. You just never know what's going to happen. I feel like we've stayed really on track, actually. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm proud of us, too. I'm really proud of this us has too. been so much fun. Um, I don't know. Like I've learned a lot about you. I felt like I knew a lot about you, but I've learned a ton about you. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you actually, there's one more thing. Oh. And this actually, you know, you always have such interesting, you're very connected and you're always getting these inspirational sort of like, um, messages that you probably don't really have a chance to really share with the world because you're always in a Everybody else is there any has there been anything that's been coming through for you lately that feels like very strongly like you need to share it like people need to hear it that's a really really good question Kesley I mean that's a good one um, it's funny so for a couple of years now um, I've been trying to figure out how to share a particular message that was very prominent and it was it was that it is important for people at this time to become aware of their design and their energy and this self-management, not only because, you know, to understand and evolve and all of these beautiful things that are fun, but because of what's going on in the world. And so that we don't get mm, sucked into the chaos of it all and that we can be clear-minded enough to help support changing and creating change in this type of thing. So I did, I was kind of like, okay, that sounds great, but how am I supposed to do it? I don't know. Like, what's the format? Would you just get on a podcast and tell people, Hey everybody, check your energy. Here's what you need really to know. important today. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't even know how this is going to go. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, so actually just a few months ago, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago, it was coming through very strongly again, like, but it was very specific to people recognizing that divine essence within themselves so that they could start to genuinely recognize it in all of other beings and other things. So I was guided to create this online class called Fabric of Creation. And it was a 14 week class, which is the longest class I've ever taught ever. <laughs> so it was quite a commitment. And, um, that it, I really enjoyed it. But even after that, there's still this push of, you still have to help people get this, like help them understand it in new ways. And it's part of what has prompted my rebranding to the energetic alchemist and the new work that I will be sharing with people in 2019. Ooh, that's exciting. I was going to ask you about that. I wasn't sure if we were 
how uh, you're putting out about that. Is there anything else you could tell us about what's to come? Yeah. So with the energetic alchemist, I mean, my, my whole desire in all of this has always been for people to recognize how magical they are. And it doesn't matter if you want to learn, like tap into your intuition, you want to be on your life path, find a relationship, all of these things that we think we want that are going to make us happy or make us feel aligned, whatever these things are, they all come back to us. And we hear that. And that's really annoying to hear. So <laughs> I thought in the most basic way, easy way to give people not just the information, but really take you through the experience of why it matters to connect with yourself, why it matters to be able to manage and transform your energy, why it matters to be able to manage your own field and how that shapes your life. But more importantly, what's happening in your life as a result of not doing that. So it's sharing kind of a bit of everything I've learned over these years, but with more emphasis on we really need to get ourselves together right now <laughs> and really putting more emphasis on people having the awareness and responsibility that they are the key. Like you are it. You're the magic. You're the big secret. It's you. It's not a book. It's not, you know, no one's going to push your head, but only you can access that if you show up to do it. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Congratulations. And Thank you. Thank you for continuing to do the work that you do. Thank you for continuing to offer Reiki Radio. It has been in you and it have been instrumental in my journey. So and I'm sure there are many more people out there like like me. Well, so honey, I have to tell you, you know, you inspire me too. And I tell you this all the time. It is an absolute, it really is an honor for me to be able to share this, anything that I've learned with other people. Um, but then also it lights me up too to see other people like you in the world sharing and supporting and helping and loving. And like, it, it makes me smile inside just to think of how much we just want to help. Like we genuinely, all of us, like, I think I, everyone listening, there's this part of them that just wants to see a better world, just wants to live a better life, just wants to be a better person, just all of these things that are connected to love ultimately. And so I thank you for your work and for everyone. If you don't know, this is Kesley of Iron Gypsy. Honey, go to, yeah, KesleyTweed.com because you do amazing work out in this world too. And I'm thankful for you, love. You just said a word that you taught me all about, just. Uh, just, yes. Yeah. Just be. This woman taught me all about surrender and how to just. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so. I should put that on my website. What do you want to do? Just, you know, it's funny. So I had, I thought of a question that I've actually asked some guests that I've interviewed before on when I've done like live videos and stuff. And it comes from Tim Ferriss. So he has a podcast. And one thing that he asked people is if you had a billboard, what would you put on your billboard to the world? Uh -huh. Is that, that what you would say? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they would just say just. just. Uh-huh. I'm like, just what? Just. Just. Just, just relax. Just relax. Actually, I, I, that would be my billboard number two. My number one billboard would be why. Just the question why. I actually used to joke that I wanted to create it like an art installation 
of this giant just question why because I think that really um, anytime we stop and consider that question with almost anything yes it it can be very enlightening it can stop us from doing things without thought without reason without clarity yeah like just that one question why yeah well you mentioned like we're the magic i feel like that's the secret magic question yes you can figure out the why behind the things that you do the decisions that you make yep why you show up in life the way you do it's a loaded question but it's yeah it's a magic question we all need to be asking oh it's totally magic because it can keep following up like you know oh I want to be a dancer why because mm. I really love music why because it, I mean like if you just keep asking why even after the answers it's like you get to the core of something yeah. oh why is just that's it that's my billboard <laughs> I love it I love it well thank you again I feel like we could talk thank for you. But I'm just so glad I had the opportunity and that we could give others the opportunity to hear all the great things you shared today. So thank you so much, Yolanda. Thank you, Kesley. I appreciate you doing this. It's been awesome. Thank you, love. Bye, everyone. Bye. Today's show has ended, but there are more tools available. Learn how to access your free gifts and work with Yolanda personally by going to yuchi.com. The link is provided for your convenience in the show description. And if you find value in the podcast, remember to share your love by leaving a review on iTunes. We'll see you next time. Remember to always journey in love. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.